Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in here on this Fat Tuesday. Mm, Love it. Happy to have you. Holy news cycle <laughs> is all I'm saying. So about something this week. going on, you think? Or uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dave Helling, Kansas City Star, is gonna join us coming up at 10 30. Uh, if nothing else, so that I can give him credit for being right. Yeah, no kidding. And I was wrong. As usual about this story, uh, about the news conference that is coming up at 2.30 this afternoon to officially announce a site for the new uh, stadium for the Kansas City Royals. I thought it was interesting the way they even worded that. It's like, we're going to announce our choice for the new site. It, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even definite the way they put it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, this is where it's going to be. It's like, well, you know, this is kind of what we're planning to do now. Is this okay? <laughs> Just it, this story will never end. So again, uh, 2.30 this afternoon, I haven't talked to Scott Parks, but I would assume this is something you're going to hear on KMBZ. That's no where I'll be. That's where I'll be hearing about it. Um, and if you want to weigh in, 913-586-7798. I mean, this is arguably the biggest news story that we've had in Kansas City since the vote to build the new terminal passed. I mean, in terms of in terms of impact. Here's what got me about it is that, you know, as news started to trickle out last night or yesterday afternoon, really, about the fact that this press conference was going to take place today, of course, 2.30, because they yeah. hate us. Um, yes. <laughs> so as that Have news, fun, Scott. Right, as, as that news was coming out, right on the heels of that were, and now we know where it's going to be. And it's all, you know, quoting sources <laughs> and things like that. But how quickly on the heels of just the announcement of the press conference did all of a sudden every source in the world start loosening up and saying where they think this thing is going to go which maybe is by design i mean to loosen the to, to loosen it up a little bit loosen mm -hmm. the news cycle up a little bit give them a little more play um or because you figured it was going to leak anyway so why not that control that leak right right and and where it, it looks like it's going to go now is not where we had expected in fact as as we were told you know months ago that they had well we finally narrowed it down to two sites and it's neither of them <laughs> good job everybody clever <laughs> yeah. clever um so the kansas city star which i they wouldn't print it if they didn't have it, um, but we'll give them the credit for it because it is sources that told the Kansas City Star said it is going to be the location of the former Kansas City Star Press Pavilion. That is at 1601 McGee Street. We can talk about um, what borders that. We also can have a conversation about the businesses that border that site because that's going to become an issue as well. Yeah. Um, but to be clear, it's not the Northland site. And it's not the East Village site either. 
I'm also a little curious because, I mean, first of all, that building's iconic, and it's going to be sad to see it go. But I'm a a little bit curious as to the orientation of the stadium vis-a-vis 670. Is that going to be the outfield wall? Because it seems like a really bad idea to have home runs (laughs) go crashing down onto 670. Or is it more likely going to be pointed the other way? um, Remind me, which direction it needs to face it would have to for face the pitcher south. Uh, oh, for the pitcher. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So you don't get the sun in your eyes. Right. Uh, boy, I'm hoping they took that into account because if you look at it the way that uh, the, the way that Bush Stadium is set up in St. Louis, because it also backs right up to I-70 and it's pointed the other way. It's uh-huh. pointed the way that the outfield okay. wall would be that that stadium faces north. So if this one faces north, then you're going to be dumping home run balls on a 670 right into traffic. Perfect. Um, So to be clear, what we're talking about, for those who don't know exactly where that building is, and I get it, um, the four the four borders are Truman Road, which, yes, is directly south of 670 there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Truman Road on the north on the east is Oak Street on the south is 17th Street and on the west is McGee Street. If that's those are the borders of that printing building, I would assume you're going to need more space than that. Yeah, by a lot. Doubtless, yes. And I mean the the one kvetch everybody has had since the beginning of this parking is certainly going to be an issue, and that's something they're going to have to address this afternoon as well. I would think. Uh, So, in terms of who we're going to hear from this afternoon, John Sherman, Royals chairman and CEO, and then many people with the Royals organization are going to speak along with um, Bridget Williams, who is the Heavy uh, Constructors Association of Greater Kansas City CEO. Kathy Nelson, who has had a very busy week, is also going to speak. And then Bob Kendrick of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, which I think is interesting because, again, it's not going in 18th and Vine. Right. So, uh, yeah, how... Boy, I mean, the text line is going crazy right now. Call in. I mean, if you want to express some of these concerns, by all means, we'll get to some of what's coming in on the text line, but call the show as well. 913-586-7798. Because, I mean, traffic is, of course, coming up. Uh, The fact that 670 is always, according to one texter, a mess is also coming up. And, you know, parking and all of the rest of it, not to mention the acquisition of land, because you can imagine that not everybody in that space that they're going to have to clear out is going to be all that happy about leaving that space if they're happy there. I mean, could this come down? And I'm sure they hope that it doesn't. And and I would have to believe that they've got some kind of land acquisition plans in place. But if we get down to an imminent domain fight on this, it could get ugly. There are several businesses within a couple of blocks from there that I happen to go to quite a bit. Sure. Um, Chartreuse Saloon, we're going to talk to the owner, uh, Jill Coxon, coming up on Thursday because tomorrow we're going to be in parade and rally coverage a lot. She is at 17th and Oak. I mean, she's right at that southeast corner of that site. And if you and I, um, she also is behind Swordfish Tom's and has had a hand in several other cocktail businesses. She on Facebook has been going off about it for weeks about that star building site. I mean, her business is right there. Um, Belfry is two blocks over. There are there are just a lot of restaurants. Resurrection downtown is the church that's um, that's right around the corner. Uh, you got a U-Haul building that's close. I don't know how far out. You're going to have to go, mm-hmm. 
but but it's going to be several blocks. We sure. And, and another texter echoed what I just said, asking, are they planning to eminent domain the, the adjacent four blocks? There's dozens of businesses there. Yeah, and we don't know. I mean, we don't know the answer yeah. to that. But if it came to that, they could. The precedent exists for that, especially in the state of Missouri, where uh, there was a fight, oh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago over whether <clears throat> eminent domain could be used in cases of economic development. And what the Missouri Supreme Court decided was, yes, it can. Mm -hmm. If the city makes the case that we can make more money using the land for this than using it for what we're using it for now, they can imminent domain you. But again, I will forestall that by saying I'm sure that the royals do not want to get into that kind of fight. If it comes down to that, I don't doubt that they would. But let's before we jump the gun on that, let's listen to what they have to say about how they plan on acquiring that land, acquiring the places where those businesses sit, and let them make the case for what needs to happen over these next couple of years to get this done. Here's what I assume happened here. Um, and I, this is me speculating, but, but here's what I assume is that downtown stadium and in this site, what this site has that the East Village site lacks is it's already got the businesses there. There's no, if you were to put it in the East Village, I think we liked that idea because 18th and Vine, we want to lift that up. Sure. But the truth is there's some empty space between businesses where we're talking about right now and going to the East Village. And your hope is all that fills in. You're just south of T-Mobile Center, you're very close to Kaufman Center. You just, all the action is right there. But what it means is some businesses are going to have to go. Yeah, and how do you convince them that that's the right thing? And what kind of money has to change hands in, able to, in order to yeah. be able to do that? Yeah, that's going to be key. It, this is going to be about the money. So again, news conference at 2.30. Dave Helling's going to join us at 10.30. We will happily take your calls in the meantime. And again, this is assuming the Kansas City Star story is correct, which we have no reason to think it's not. <laughs> right. And we'll all find out for sure about four hours and 15 minutes from now. Let's kick it off with Chris in Kansas City. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up? You tell us. Well, uh, you just mentioned the T-Mobile Center, and I was thinking the uh, very, very conceivable that you're going to have an event at both venues. And you think parking's a problem now? Uh, wonder who's thought about that? scenario but chris here's what i assume is that they know people have been screaming about parking since the day downtown stadium was mentioned i guarantee you they are going to plan on there being enough parking what's also going to happen though is that people are going to have to take the streetcar i mean that use of public transit is going to be a thing but they wouldn't announce this site if there wasn't going to be enough parking well i remember going down to old municipal stadium at 22nd and uh, uh brooklyn and I, I did ride the bus. So they're going to have to have the mass transit, and that's going to have to be pushed heavily. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that, and I think that's going to happen uh, regardless. I think there's going to be an expansion in the area because there just has to be. Uh, Chris, good points. I, Jamie, maybe you can solve, uh, figure this out for me because as I'm looking at it, again, uh, yeah, he's right about the proximity, but there's one thing that we don't tend to do. And it seems to me that for most of the events that are at T-Mobile now, if you're going to go to an event at T-Mobile, you're parking north of the interstate. You know, there's not a lot of crossover. There's, I'm sure there's uh, some, but I don't know how many people that are going to an event at T-Mobile. I mean, when when we go, we try to go to one of the garages that's north of there. Or, or I got to get my direction state, west of there. There, yes. are a lot of, there are a lot of garages along Walnut and along Main. You're right. It, it is north and west. 
of so, T-Mobile Center. And if that's when I was the case, there on Saturday, I, I parked to the east. There are a couple of lots there. But most, you're right. Most people don't do that. They're most not, people park in those garages. Right. They're not going to park south of 670 and then and then walk over the uh, right. you know, over the bridges over the interstate north. It, it, like I said, I'm sure some do, but not many. Now, the, then the question becomes, and this is the part that I don't know, is if we look south of the site that they're talking about now, how much parking is there now? How many garages are on that side? Um, hold on a second. I'll tell you um, because I've got the map up in front of me. So do I. And I'm kind of looking. And I see a few. Um, there are lots. There are there are multiple lots. I can't think of there being a lot of garages, but I wouldn't. Again, this map to me is misleading now. And yeah. here's the thing. Once you get south of there, once you get to like 18th and Oak, and if you look at your map like 18th and Oak and go in a little bit east, if you look at the number of businesses, and I'm, I guess I get upset about restaurants, but like Mean Mule is there, King G is there, Double Shift Brewing is there, Grinders, Grinders is there. Yeah. I mean, there's um, ITAP is there. There's so many businesses there. And I guess that's the point. Yeah, but how many are we going to have to get out of there? That's that's and, a question. And that, yeah, right. That remains the question. So yeah, I'm looking at it now. You're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of flat parking there. I don't know that yeah. there's very many garages, and maybe that's what you do is you encourage the people who own those lots to start building upward. Man, um, I am surprised by this. Uh, let's get one more call, and we'll take a break. We'll get to more of your calls coming up. Yep, Ashley is in Kansas City, and up next, hi Ashley. Hey guys, uh, you know they've been trying to turn that area of 670 over 670 into a green space for years. Yeah, to just yeah. cover over the whole thing, so, sure. Yeah, so that may be part of why they're thinking, okay, this will be a good spot, now we can get that done. But, you know, tomorrow, anybody who's really concerned about parking, tomorrow and last year, we're going to have 800,000 people. In Kansas At least. City. And yeah, they'll be more, yeah. And yeah, they'll be more spread out. But if we can park that many people in, you know, that, what, 20-block area, 25-block area, I think we're going to be okay on the parking. I've already got mine for reserved for tomorrow at 17th and Main. So, you know, it's not going to be that bad. And these restaurants that do end up staying or relocating, hopefully right in the same area, they can make money off that parking, too. Got it. All right. So, uh, Ashley, yep, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we need to get to a break. Um, again, news conference at 2.30 this afternoon. We'll get to more of your calls on this next on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Dave Helling, associated with the Kansas City Star, retired now, but still does some stuff for them. Uh, he's going to join us coming up at 10.30. News conference is at 2.30 this afternoon with multiple members of the Kansas City Royals organization, along with Kathy Nelson. Bob Kendrick will be there to announce the location, the choice for the new uh, Kansas City Royals stadium. I am attempting not to get put off by concerns about two things. Um, <laughs> parking. Somebody just asked us, don't let the conversation be hijacked by parking. <laughs> Isn't it always, though? I Good mean, this call. has come up every time we've talked about the Royals moving. Yeah, I. they will address it this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then we'll pick up that conversation. But here's the thing. You might, um, for those who missed it, I guess I should say, so the Kansas City Star sources say it's going to be the Star Building. Um, they're just south of 670. So, but you might have to park in a garage that is two or three blocks away from the stadium. Uh, you know, you do that now. You walk that distance now. There's just no blocks. There's no Correct. Yeah, right. There's, there's no housing in there in the middle of it, but you're walking the same distance. 
And the other thing that's coming up a lot is those of you that are, if you genuinely will not go to a Royals game, if they put the stadium there, let's talk. Because there are, some of you are saying, it'll be too crowded down there. It'll be too hard to get around. It'll take business away from Kemper, okay, or (laughs) Crown Center or Kauffman Center. And I would just ask, do you ever go to a big city? Maybe I shouldn't be so flippant about that, but people go to Chicago and that's that's a packed city. People go to New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle and those are packed cities and those businesses thrive. Yeah, I mean, isn't too crowded kind of the point? That right. If you get, I mean, that, that's the whole idea is getting a Density. whole bunch more people in there so that any given business, I mean, what's the name of the chocolate place? There's a... There's Christopher Aldo. Yes, thank you. Um, that's right near there. And I, I mean, the destination, yes, but if you get 10,000 people walking past that door who wouldn't normally walk past that door, some of them are going to remember that and go, say, that looks good. Yeah, it's um they will figure it out. I just let's I God, let's take a second and be excited about the potential of the stadium being downtown and the fact that you are not going to have to drive all the way out to that sports complex now yeah. to go to a game. Some of you are going to say that's closer for you. This is going to be a better experience. It's just going to make downtown. I mean, it's going to be a mess until we get there. Make no mistake. That construction. Oh, you think streetcar construction's a pain? Yeah. Just well, wait. And, and it'll also be a mess until we learn a couple of lessons about it. It's like everything else. When we were talking with Kathy Nelson a little while ago about getting the parade ready, it was the same idea. It was, okay, every time we've done this, and now we've had the Royals parade back in, what was it, 2015? 2018? Yes, okay, 2015. Yep. So we had the Royals parade in 2015, and now we've had two uh, Super Bowl parades. And we learned from all of those things. So every time we do this, it's going to get a little more streamlined. It'll be the same thing. When the stadium opens, yeah, there are going to be a bunch of messes that we never even thought about. But over time, those will get straightened out. They'll do things like change all the streets to one-way outbound after games and things like that. Um, <laughs> to the one person that's going back and forth, I would just encourage you to call. Concern. It's not going to be family friendly. Somebody says it's Chicago has mass transit and we don't have that. You're going to have places to park or what they're going to do. I assume is add parking lots or garages along the streetcar line. Sure. Remember we're running the streetcar line two more miles South. They'll put garages in along the streetcar line. Uh, This city just likes to drive cars and park right in front. And that's going to change a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, and that'll change a little bit. But think about, uh, again, would you rather walk across a, a barren parking lot or would you rather walk through a downtown area to get to where you're going? I don't know about I, I, I have no idea what the family-friendly thing is all about. I don't, I don't know either. what's family-unfriendly about restaurants and you know chocolate shops, but okay. I, change is bad. <laughs> Ew, change. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I... Oh. Take a second and embrace the idea. You know, I have been to Wrigley. That's fun. I have, say what I will about St. Louis, it's fun to go to a Cardinals game. Sure. Because all that stuff is there. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'll go as far back as in, I know I've mentioned this before, I was as impressed as can be with the Metrodome in Minneapolis, the mm-hmm. location of which, I mean, is, you know, right there, dead center of downtown. It's gone now, but when it was there, it was it was convenient as heck to get to. And we parked two blocks away on Super Bowl Sunday before the game. It was no problem at all. And so, yeah, that I mean, if there's a demand for that kind of parking structure to go up, you better believe it's going to go up because somebody is going to sit there and look at millions of dollars and say, yeah, I think I will build that. 
All, now the question's coming in about tailgating. I do not have an answer to that. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going to tailgate. I assume, <laughs> listen, they've been working on it for three years. Uh-huh. It's probably come up. Likely. So we will take a list of all of the questions. Again, 2.30. Listen to it on KMBZ. Uh, we will get to Dove, he- uh, Dove Helling as I make up words. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll love that. Uh, Dave Helling will join us coming up next year on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We knew the announcement was coming soon. And the announcement is coming up at 2.30 this afternoon. Royals will tell us exactly where they plan to put the new stadium. And our friend Dave Helling accurately predicted what day this week it would be. I did not. Yes, well done, Dave. And welcome back to the program. How's everything going? Yeah, great to be with you. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't hard to see what was going to happen, in part because there's no way they would announce on Wednesday. They promised they would announce before Friday. That left Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday seemed like the best day. Yeah, and so here we are. It's supposed to happen at 2.30 this afternoon. What are you hearing about how they're going to deal with some of the issues that we've been talking about so far? If it does indeed go, as everybody seems to believe now, to the Kansas City Star site, then what happens with the businesses that are already there? How much of that ground is going to have to be cleared out, and what do we do economically about that? Well, those are all important and good questions, uh, John, and, and uh, we'll see at 2.30 if we get answers to some of them. Uh, You know, I think that uh, the idea that uh, the Royals have picked a site is important, but it's not the only question that needs to be answered. Set aside for a minute what happens to those businesses. We still don't know the cost. We still don't know what other uh, government entities might be asked to provide money for the stadium. You guys have talked about parking and and uh, the, the so-called ballpark village that John Sherman promised some time ago nearby. Where does that go? How does that work? Uh, all of those questions are important. Lease agreements remain unsigned. Where are we at on that? Community benefits. So there are a lot of questions remaining. I would say this. Uh, by picking the Crossroads site, the Royals have really uh, increased – Uh, the risk of the April vote, because now we're not only going to argue, 
about whether the stadium should go downtown at all, but whether this is the best site downtown. Now you have another layer of discussion about whether it should have gone in the East Village where there's a lot, there are fewer complications than there are on the crossroads, as you point out. So, uh, you know, it's it, we're, we're about eight weeks, a little less than eight weeks away from Election Day, and the stakes just uh, are going to be raised today at 2.30, I think. Okay, I want to talk about the differences between these two sites uh, for those who may not be as familiar with it, as you mentioned, fewer complications. What I'm realizing is that people will find fault in anything. I mean, we're, we're getting that now. People are people are going to hate either site, regardless of what they think. But take us through some of the differences between the two and those complications that you referenced. Well, um, you're right, by the way, Jamie, that people are going to hate either site, which is why I think the royals have waited so long to announce it, because... Uh, you know, politics intervenes. And when you go to the voters, if you can leave things as fuzzy as possible, it's sometimes easier. Once you do pick a site, people make their decisions. Uh, The East Village site, which has been discussed for so uh, many months, is at the uh, northeast corner, if you will, broadly of the downtown loop. And the advantage to that site is it is largely clear of other properties. It's mostly parking lots, a few small buildings, no real big businesses. And the idea is to use the stadium as a catalyst for development on the other side of the interstate along 12th Street and and some of those uh, intersections, which would bring some economic development, if you will, to uh, impoverished, uh, difficult areas of the city. I mean, the east side, the near east side, Paseo, 12th, Uh, Some of those other um, uh, roadways over there have uh, been uh, have lacked investment for many, many years. And the idea was the stadium would, if put there, uh, prompt that development. The crossroads is south of the downtown loop, much closer to the power and light district. And I think Cordish has a real role in all of this, which we'll find out over the next couple of months, Cordish being the company that runs the Power and Light District. Um, And the advantage there is uh, that it does take care of the Star's old printing plant, which is empty and doesn't really have another use. I mean, it's it was built to house a printing plant, and that's about the best you can do with it. So that solves that problem, but it creates others in terms of dislodging existing businesses, tearing down old buildings. Parking is a little bit more problematic in that uh, site than it would be on the East Village. Uh, you know, the, the debate over whether this is the best place for it to go will, I think, be an important part of what happens in April. So given all of that, what do you think it was that made the decision for the Royals? I mean, everything has got to come down to economics. Everything's got to be the bottom line. Why do you think they saw a bigger bottom line in the crossroads than they would have in the East Village? Because I think that under some, I don't want to say pressure, but in discussions with the Power and Light District people, there was a realization that creating a second entertainment district around a ballpark would not be in the best interests of Cordish and therefore the city, which continues to pay part of the Cordish debt. Uh, and it would uh, rid the community of the problem of the printing plant. And so I think there was just an understanding that, hey, uh, the folks who run the nearby entertainment district would sure like a professional sports franchise as close as this one would be. 
Um, there's, the, you know, the east side site, the east village site is the obvious place to go, but there's nothing really uh, imperative or essential about that site that you couldn't consider alternatives. And believe me, I'm not defending the royals on all of this. I'm just saying that I think what happened is Cordish and the people around them, and maybe Mayor Lucas will have to see, sort of understood that, boy, if you put it here, it will help all the synergies, if you will, around the, the, the arena, the T-Mobile arena and Power and Light. Um, but the resistance will be big. You know, there people who who now have businesses who like to go to some of the restaurants and bars and other things in the Crossroads region, that part of the Crossroads region, will resist this. Uh, and they will point out that parking is going to be difficult and that and, you know, getting there is not easy. I mean, I worked at the Star. I know how, how you have to drive to that area, and it's not a straight a straight shot by any means. There will have to be some major improvements to highways in the area. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be controversial, and it's risky. There's no question about it. If you go to Crossroads, it's riskier than East Village. I think had they gone to the East Village, people would have said, uh, you know, there are problems with that side, but it's a little bo- bit more manageable than Crossroads. But uh, this one seems more risky and yet potentially maybe higher reward. Here are my feelings about it, um, assuming that this is correct. It, and, and I base this on nothing other than just watching this process play out, is that if you were to put it in the East Village, it's easier there, but you have more empty space to fill in between the entertainment district that you have now and the creation of a new one, like you said. And although it's more complicated to put it in the crossroads site, you don't have to create new businesses anywhere. They're, they're gonna fill in automatically. I just also wonder if it was gonna be a tough draw to get people to 18th and Vine. Well, yeah, maybe, I mean, the old stadium was at 22nd in Brooklyn, you know, and that was very close to where 18th and Vine is. So. Uh, you know, there, some of that may have been a play, Jamie. But, uh, you know, anywhere you go downtown, as you point out, is going to be controversial. And getting in and getting out of parking is always going to be an interesting challenge. But, again, I think that, that the folks who run the, the power and light district were petrified at the idea of a competing entertainment venue that close to to the T-Mobile Arena and their operation. I mean, it's always it's already difficult to keep that thing going. The crowds for the Super Bowl notwithstanding, uh, and the idea of another one about ten blocks away just wasn't wasn't a good idea. You know, the city spends about fifteen million dollars a year just subsidizing the debt service on power and light. And the idea that that could grow to 20 or 25 million a year was probably untenable. And so it's sort of a meeting of the minds. But I don't need, I don't want to leave your listeners with the understanding that the crossroads site is preferable in any way. It's going to be very, very difficult uh, to sell that idea to some uh, people in Kansas City, in part because of the problems I mentioned, and in part because people are going to say, well, now what about the East Village? What do we do yeah. with all that vacant land and all those parking lots? How does that get developed? And, and maybe we'll get some answers on that today, uh, uh, as well as the other things I point out. 
the, the who else is going to pay for this? I mean, we, we've got $300 million in hand. It's a billion-dollar stadium. Where's the other $700 million coming from? We have no idea at this point, other than sort of vague promises that the Royals might play a part in, in you know, paying for some of this. And we also have to think about the Chiefs a little bit. We still still need some more information from them. So, uh, you know, as I said, the election is not that far away, and all the good feelings and good vibes from the Super Bowl uh, won't stop, I don't think, people from asking some pretty important questions about how these projects are going forward. Definitely. And well, in one of those problems immediately, I mean, that, that raises its head when we talk about the Crossroads area, is the ownership of the land. I mean, talk to me about land acquisition. Who owns that dirt now under where they want to be building the stadium, not just the star site, but everything around it? Well, and and well, how easy is it going to be or how difficult is it going to be for the Royals to, to get that to get those people to let go of that land? Yeah, well, um, you know, you do have the power of what's called eminent domain, which means the government could go in and condemn properties and obtain a title that way. But uh, that's a lengthy process. It can be difficult. It's expensive. You don't get to go in and claim property without paying a fair market value for it. It's also ugly. Uh, as well as. Uh, at least in some ways, indemnifying the property owners from loss of business. You know, it's not just you're losing your your storefront, but you're losing the ability to do business in that place. And and sometimes the municipalities are required to compensate business owners for that as well. Now, you know, there was a lot of condemnation, not a lot, but some used uh, in the Power and Light District. You know, there were a lot of old buildings and, and Halloween, you know, haunted houses and other businesses that needed to be acquired for that project. And it took a a while, but it's doable. But the important thing for your listeners to know is it's not cheap. And if you spend money on property acquisition, that's less money, public money available for the actual stadium, for the actual construction of seats and and runways and lights and all that other stuff. Uh, and so that means that either the royals or other government entities are going to have to come up with more money uh, to pay for these projects. Remember, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but the way the ballot language is set, uh, this isn't a 40-year extension of the sales tax. It's actually a 33-year extension plus the existing seven. And what that means is that you're also paying off the old debt the old stadiums as well as the new stadium and that gives you less money to build the ballpark so uh and some of these questions will have to be answered i think before election day we may get a hint on some of it uh by by uh, this uh, the end of this day when the news conference is over remind us if you would um just some of the numbers as far as what the sales tax tax extension would generate versus how much money I mean, I get if we get into land acquisition, the, the numbers go up quite a bit. But how much of that would co- would cover the total cost? Well, I, I you know, you can go really deep into those woods. But basically, uh, the sales taxes that now stands in Jackson County raises about $50 million a year. That's just a broad, makes the math easier, $50 million a year. Half of that for the Royals and half of that for the Chiefs. But remember, when you use that money for a construction project, Jamie, you borrow it. It's just like borrowing money for your house. You have to pay interest as well as the principal on the mortgage. And so uh, the $0.38 tax extended through 2064 by common agreement 
would raise about 300 to 350 million dollars now for the Royal Stadium and another 300 to 350 now for whatever the Chiefs want to do. So the Royals have said their new stadium is going to cost a billion dollars. If the tax passes, they've got 300 million in their pocket. Now we have to figure out where where the other 700 million comes from. The Royals have promised to pay part of it. Uh, the the state of Missouri has been asked, but has made no commitments. And we still haven't heard much, have we, from the city or Mayor Quentin Lucas about what, if anything, the city might be able to do. One of the things I think you might look for today is, uh, or in the weeks ahead, is some agreement with the Royals to create what's called a community improvement district around the stadium, which means that you just add a sales tax to to uh, one cent generally for other things sold in the area. And that raises a little bit of money, but certainly not $700 million to build a new ballpark. That remains a very, very open question, even as we have this announcement today. Yeah, it's amazing sometimes how reticent people get when they know you're going to ask them for money. We'll be watching for uh, for everything you have to say about all of this, David. And, and thank you so much again for being on with us and telling us about what your take is on this announcement. We're all looking forward to 2.30 this afternoon when we find out a little bit more about this. And thank you again for stopping by. Jamie, John, thanks. And thanks for your interest interest in this important project always good talking to you we appreciate the insight uh if you have thoughts 913-586-7798 back here in a few minutes on kmbz 913-586-7798 you heard dave helling news conference at 2 30 if we believe what we have read uh the new royal stadium is going to go at the current side of the casey star printing building so that being said where are you with all of this we'll go back to it and talk to angela who's calling in from lawrence hi angela Love your show. Thank you. What do you think? Well, my concern is we've talked a lot about parking. We've talked a lot about businesses. We need to go back and revisit the highway situation. We live in Lawrence. My daughter and my granddaughter are very, very ill, and we're at Children's Mercy all the time. That is our go-to route, as well as ambulances and, you know, that going down to the hospitals down there. So how much reconstruction will we have to do on the freeways in order to get all of this traffic because when we're trying to get to the emergency room we need to get there now so it's already difficult so that's one thing i don't hear anybody you know no focusing you're on is- you're absolutely right and i, I think that, i mean when you look at <laughs> i mean there were concerns with the with the east village site about ingress and egress mm-hmm. how are we gonna get people in there and out of there you know before and after a game and, and when you look at the crossroads site, if anything, it's more difficult i mean you can it's not like you can build an exit off of a recessed freeway and there's so much trash yeah. and debris down there underneath those bridges as you're getting right across through where you would be taking your exit. It's already unkept. So that can be fixed, but yeah, yeah, I mean that just that could be fixed. Right. But it's just added you can't add, like you said, another lane to it. And if you turn it down to one lane, they're still gonna merge as soon as they have access. They're gonna take off and start splitting all kinds of directions because right. They've yeah. had a good time at the game and been drinking, and who knows what else. Sure, you know, and even getting off 35 right there, uh, you know, oh, as, you, as you come into downtown by where the old Denny's was, that's kind of a nightmare, yeah. and it sways it's weirdly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Angela, yeah. thank you. So. Yeah, Jimmy, wait, I mean, <laughs> if you're coming in from where you are, it's a little bit easier. I mean, you just use surface roads and city streets, and you can get yourself there, but yeah, coming in off of the interstates is most folks, certainly, you know, Johnson County and points west are going to be coming in. That's a really difficult thing to have to navigate. To which one? To which site? To, to the crossroads site. 
Um, I, you know, I you take the interstate. Have one choice. I take the interstate. I live close enough to. I take Southwest Traffic Way. Okay. To thirty five North. And I get off at Broadway. At Broadway, right. And that's, to get over there. And that's your one choice to be able to get into that area off of 35 that makes any right. sense. Unless you go past it and try to come back. Uh, or I go under, you yeah. know, go under and go 670 and get off at, I don't know if there's a Truman Road exit there or whatever. I forget um, what the name of the exit is, but I know I what you're talking what about. Is. Right. But with, yeah. it, with it being recessed like that, like I said, it's not like you could just knock through that wall and build another, you know, another off ramp. <laughs> that's not gonna, that's not feasible. So that it's going to be tricky. I mean, I think traffic more than anything else is going to be the real trick. And that's why I said, you know, maybe for a time before and after games, you just change all the streets to one way in or one way out. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility for sure. Uh, let's see. We can get Matt and Lee Summit on next. Howdy, Matt. Hi there. Great show and great to have Dave Helling on. He's amazing. Isn't he, though? We agree. Uh, he really is. So, uh, okay, in full disclosure, I'm totally against the move. I just want to say that. But uh, a couple of problems, and then Dave brought up a really good one. One, they talked about the possible money from, like, a, a community improvement area around the stadium and, uh, you know, to get a little extra cash. And um, I know you guys were born here, but I know you've been out to the stadiums many times. I've lived here all my life. They promised that back then, and you saw what happened in that area around Independence, Raytown, Kansas City. Yeah. So nothing's going to be improved around the areas if, if we get other entities involved. And then number two, uh, my, my other big problem of it is, and you guys have already addressed the, the, the travel and the timing, but we're kind of square peg round hole now. This city was never designed to have a stadium downtown. You talked about Chicago, St. Louis, some other huge, wonderful successes. We weren't built for that, and I, I think we're trying to force it. That's kind of my thoughts. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Matt, thank you, and thanks for making them. I, I would disagree about the development. I, I think that that is it's, – it's a different animal. I, I think it's going to hurt a little bit in the beginning because we're getting rid of businesses that are already extant. But once you do that, I think the door is open for a lot more development to come because of this. 2.30 this afternoon. Uh, we may get more into this coming up before then. Coming up, we have an update on Super Bowl ratings. We have another question about who should be responsible for drunk drivers. We'll get to that uh, and more coming up in the next hour here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.